Hey guys, and welcome to Poker Stories Behind the Scenes, the podcast um, where we talk about poker stories and all the stuff that happens uh, around it. As you can hear, I'm a little bit sick today, so I won't be talking as much. But on my side, friend of mine, Herbert, who's also leading this podcast, will um, take the lead. And we've got a very special guest, Clemens, um, here as well. So I will be just asking some questions in between. And from now on, Herbert is going to be talking and um, leading this podcast. Hi, Herbert. There you go. <laughs> Hi, guys. And welcome, Clemens. Thank you, everyone. Nice to have you on the show. Yeah. Uh, Thank you for the invitation. Really, really proud. So before, before we kick off with you, Clemens, uh, I want to talk a little bit more about what we want to do in the podcast and what not. So what we want to hear is, first of all, we want Clemens to be comfortable in all our guests. And we want to hear, uh, hear funny anecdotes, memories, and the experiences uh, in the poker industry. And what we don't want to talk about in great length is only poker talk. We don't really want to talk about like why you should five bet bluff uh, 500 uh, bb deep in this circle uh, if it underlines a story uh, that's great um, but for the rest we, we don't and then we want to be very respectful and uh, yeah that's it so clemens welcome again to the show uh, can you talk about uh, yourself a little bit Yes. Th thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. A really, really, really an honor. Um, yes, I'm Clemens, former poker player, um, but mostly like the, the mid-sake shrine. I think we'll discuss it later. Um, and um, former poker strategy employee, but it's it's been a long time. And now I'm, um, I'm of, of course, English is not my native, as you can hear. So I'm, I'm from Germany and I'm living in Munich. Okay, very nice. Very nice. So... Let's start with the first question. How did you get to poker strategy in the first place? Yeah. Yes. So, so, so once I think, Herbert and Vladimir, I think I, I, I know you for a long time, but we haven't, haven't talked for a long time. So, so Herbert, you reached out to me and was like, um, you sent me, I was like uh, thinking about it because it's been a long time. I think it was like, I don't know. So I, I first, I, I, I started playing poker. I think it was with friends. Like real home game stuff, which like I think like twenty or thirty euros or something like this, and I think I, I in the in the beginning I I lost a lot, but I, I had fun. So I like I think I got to the internet, somehow found Poker Strategy, um, and then they got this um, I don't know if they still have it this free fifty bucks, so you use you you uh, you register you get fifty dollars for free, and you start playing. So, um, and they had this great poker school. I, I start, uh, read the forum, I watched the videos and everything, and I started playing. I basically played a lot. So I grinded my way up. Um, and that's when it must be around 2007, 2008, I think 2007, I think. That was, I, but I don't know how exactly I came to Poker Strategy. I think it was just some Google search or something. Maybe some, some I don't know. But this this basically, I started Poker Strategy, uh, learning poker with Poker Strategy. That's, that's very similar to my story. And uh, what did you play? Did you play tournaments or cash game? Do you remember? I, yes, I was mostly 
mostly like well, mostly I play like like ninety nine percent a no limit player. I think like later on, you know, when uh, when I fil I started with Omaha, but I was never a successful Omaha player. And so I basically was a no limit player. I grinded my way up. I think the, the, I was basically mid stakes grinder. But mostly I played uh, NL a no limit two hundred and no limit four hundred. Played some some six hundred and one k. But basically my 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 limits was two hundred and four hundred, which I played a couple of years. Okay. So I understand you were not a professional poker player before uh, joining as employee poker strategy. So what did you do before? What What education do you have, or what did you work before? Before yeah. that, yeah, I, I was I was a student, but not 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 learning much, not doing much except playing <laughs> poker. But I was basically uh, studying um, international business, which I think I it, it took a while, maybe because of poker as well, because my 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 passion was more into poker than into or studying poker than studying um, management. So it took a it took a while, but I got my degree in uh, I think in 2009. It was long. I, I think I, I studied for a couple of years, so not like uh, I used to. Like I think I, standard was like maybe five years. I, it took me maybe two or three years more. Okay, okay. So you finished your business degree, and then like your first yes. idea was to join Poker Strategy in Gibraltar. <laughs> How did that go? I <laughs> know. <laughs> okay. No, I was like. I, 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 I wasn't the best student. I didn't have the best um, grades and, and I, I studied quite a while. So I think I wasn't like uh, the one everybody was looking for to, to hire. Um, and then it was funny, like on poker strategy, um, they just um, were looking for someone like content manager, I think it was, um, and was like, uh, was like, okay. I, I, I'm still always on pokerstrategy.com all the time, like reading the forum, watching videos, discussing. I had lots <laughs> of friends found to pokerstrategy.com. So I was like, okay, I, I have to I, I, I have to get there. I have to get be hired there. The funny thing is, by the way, I, I sent my application and um, I heard nothing from them. Like, and I was, honestly, I was a perfect match because I was, I was a, a decent, you know, limit player. I was mid-six oh. grinder, successful mid-six grinder. I was an active member, um, but they, they, they never replied to my um, application. So after a while, I don't know when, like a couple of weeks, I, I reached out to um, Lutz Enke. I don't know what his nickname was. Um, his nickname uh, was... Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, Lutz. Uh, Lutz, Lutz Enke. He was a C COO or something, like chief operating officer. I don't know what that was a term, but kind of. He was like upper management. Um, and he said, oh, yeah. Uh, seems like it got lost, so he forwarded to from HR. I don't remember her name, by the way. She was also German, which moved to Gibraltar before. I think Herbert, you might yeah. remember. Was it, her. was it Linda? No, not Linda. Uh, she was uh, Dorothy. She was Dorothy. Oh, uh, uh, might be. But Honestly, I don't know. But then, 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 then she she reached out to me because it was like it was a match. You're know, like, you know, I, I I had a decree, not not a perfect one, but with cutting decree. And then I had a, a quick phone call with her. And then after, I don't think pr pretty fast, they invited me to do Gibraltar for an, an interview, which was pretty cool, of course, like getting uh, flying into uh, Gibraltar from Germany, having a job interview, uh, which is a pretty cool thing. Um, and yeah, and that was went pretty fast. So I had some um, talks with um, 
Otto yeah. Tobias, which was the head of um, is it head of he, education. He was head of education. I don't yes. know. Yeah, okay, head of education. And he had some, and he also had some tasks for me. I think I had to to answer some community questions. He said like, okay, this is the community, and someone is posting this. How would you answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. something like this. Some kind of yeah. which was like crazy. Okay, <laughs> and then I did it pretty well because it's basically I I I was uh, writing the forum all the time. Um, so this was rather yeah. easy. And then um, they were, and by the way, the funny thing was I, I didn't eat the whole day. I, I flo flew there and they instantly put me into the interview. So I came there like at two or something. I, I didn't eat at, I went, went once the interview was done at like, I don't know, 5 p.m. or something. Then I, I, I still hadn't eaten anything. So I was pretty starving, but it, it, I think it went pretty well. But then they asked, uh, should I, should you get your taxi or something? I said, no, no, I walk. And the, the, the hotel was uh, on the opposite side uh, of, of um, Gibraltar because they didn't have any other hotel. And I didn't know. And it was really hot. It was like <laughs> in August. And then I had to go with my backpack and walk all the way. I, I didn't find any taxi in the way. I was like sweating like crazy. Had to, Gibraltar small, but if you still have to go and you're hungry and starving, I, I still had to go all the way till I found it. It was like uh, crazy. Okay. But... Um, uh and, and in the evening, in the evening, they already called me and said like, which I should have known it was, it went pretty well, said my, my, um, my, um, successor, not, not successor, the one who's doing the job right now, um, is doing a, a, a goodbye party. Do you want to join? Which I said like, okay, I just came to the hotel. I just ate, I think some chips or something. Um, I was totally exhausted. Said, no, I don't want to come. I, I'm really exhausted. Um, and that's, but then I should have known that they, they, they want to hire me. And then basically I flew home, I think the next day, that's basically the story. Okay. okay. Uh, a little bit shorter than my story. We talked about this in the, the previous episode because I had an interview in Hamburg, a second interview in Hamburg, and then another interview in, in Gibraltar. And, but my experience was, was the same. Like I arrived, I had my interview and the assessment tasks, like whatever you had to review a hand or yeah. write some stuff. Uh, and then in the evening, there was a party. And I thought, no, what, what a coincidence, because I didn't know there was always a party going on. Uh, okay, so uh, the, the interview, you flew home, and then you packed your stuff and uh, started. When did you start? Do you remember? O October 2009. Okay. Yeah, and it was, was pretty cool because we had uh, our own apartment which right in Gibraltar, I think they had some office apartments, so you didn't have to find something. They instantly, like, you had this apartment, which was pretty cool, um, uh, which was nice. And by the way, after a while, I, I came home and there was another a person uh, in my apartment was like, oh, who are you? And, th and then I recognized it's like, sometimes there are several employees who get their apartment, so it's all apartment for your own. If they have someone else, so you, you join with us. You have some roommate, which was like, but they didn't notify me first, but it was fine. It was pretty cool to have like you don't have you can check out to find your own apartment then in Gibraltar, which was pretty nice. Uh, what were your, your first experiences when you started uh, working in Gibraltar? Uh, like you, you came from Germany, I believe the climate was quite different, even in October. Yeah. Uh, what What do you remember? Like what What is standing out uh, in, uh, in your first month? Yeah, I, and what I remember, I don't know the first month. I think. Ah, but I, but I, I can, I can uh, explain something else, which I think is quite interesting. 
I, I, I mentioned I was a, a member at PokerStrategy.com, but they 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 cancelled my account because I was I was like doing some affiliate stuff, some minor stuff. So like you know, and I sent someone a message, and then they they cancelled my account, and they weren't aware of that. I, I mentioned it in the interview to Tobias. I mentioned, oh, here's my account is right now canceled because I did some affiliate. It's not something big. I maybe like I, I did it to three people, you know, like for example, here, if you want to play there and make like 50 bucks or something, I don't know. But it was like they had this policy, which is fine. So I got canceled then after they hired me and um, I got to Gibraltar then once, I think, um, Corn. And I think also Lutz came to me and also Tobias said like, oh, we have an issue there. Uh, you you were you were doing some affiliate stuff on Progress Strategy. We don't allow. And I said yes. I, I mentioned that in the interview. Oh yeah, that's a problem. We have to consider if we have to. Uh, I don't know if we're going to say fire or if you cancel the, the 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 job for you. It was like oh super. I just came to Gibraltar like for two weeks now and put I picking because I I told them it's not like I I I, I said I don't mention it to them. Um, but in the end, that went pretty. Then they went okay, and we discussed it. And they said okay, and then I, I I could continue working there, so this was fine. But what I remember, I think in the beginning, I lived in Gibraltar in an apartment with two um, roommates, which was quite difficult because they were like uh, kind of special, but like like everyone is like me as well. But it's still like you have to get used to it. But which was like um, new to me was like. And I think it was like the, the rainiest winter they had like in 50 years. It was like yes. really, uh, it was so, so, so it's not raining like you used to Germany. It's like, and not raining like it used to in Hamburg. It's like even, even worse. I think the good thing was most of the time it was raining in the evening or in, during the night. And once you have to go to the office, it basically stuck, but it was not, it wasn't really pouring. It was like raining cats and dogs. It was like the worst. That's what I remember. And the, as if the, the streets were flooded and everything it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, the, the the climate in Gibraltar and uh, Andalusia in general in the, in the south of Spain is really crazy because basically from mid-March to mid of October, you don't see even a cloud. It's always sunny. Uh, and then in the winter, like that, that shifts and, and it can rain like insanely, like for a long period of time and it really pours it down. Uh, okay, so uh, you mentioned you lived in Gibraltar. Did you ever live on on the Spanish side? Yes, like I, I think, like I was like living with roommates and was like this is not my thing. I think I basically never lived with roommates and like once I said like okay I want to I move out then I lived not in the like the what was the nice city Alcadesa and stuff. Alcadesa, yes, yes. So, so, so the Grande was a little bit far. Like uh, yeah, yeah. I think this was a really nice. I was living basically in La Línea de la yes. Concepción. The uh, basically that, that's not the nice town, but it's basically you can walk. So I basically could walk to the office, like go over the border, which I think later on got an issue because they made it more complex because of the issues Spain and um, yes. Gibraltar are, uh, or the UK ha are having the government. But that was, was pretty pretty easy, just showing your passport, going through, which was really easy. So I had like a like I don't know thirty minute walk to the office, which was yes, cool. Yes, uh, maybe because people who didn't live or, or visited Gibraltar, they don't know. Can you explain a little bit how that walk went? Like you're in one city, and how do you get to Gibraltar? Because that's that's really amazing and interesting. Yeah. yeah. And funny, by the way, Gibraltar is really small. Like I think you can you can walk around Gibraltar in one day easily. Um, and the funny thing is, like like the border, like you used to, there are lots of people coming from Spain which are working there during the day, 
and it's basically just showing your passport and then you have to get, go because um, it's stri straight through the airport so if a, if a plane is landing or starting you're close and people are standing there waiting till, till it started or till it landed then the the, 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 the rigid goes off and um, you can go through again it's like really crazy and lots of people are walking there's also a bus of course but lots are going with, with bicycle or with bike uh, and it's crazy. It's a really small airport. It's like really one one landing area, I guess. That's uh, it. Yeah, and the, the 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 airfield is so small that only special pilots can land there. They need a, a sort of military license to to be allowed to land there. But but that's really crazy because everyone knows like in the countryside uh, the the trains and then the bus go down and the train passes. And in Chipotle, it's like the, the airplane like passes, like the, the bus go down. And then you have to, to wait sometimes until the, the plane lands and everyone uh, off boards and then uh, you head over. Uh, yeah, and you pass uh, a border too, which is a little bit crazy yeah. that not everyone can say this. Like you go, you walk to, to, your, to the office and, and pass a border. <laughs> And I think a couple of years later, they made it really hard. So you had to kind of wait time, a couple of hours sometimes just to, to, to get through the through border. I think they, they made it hard on them. I think even like one or two years after I left. Yes. Because yes. I, I remember colleagues mentioned yeah, there, there were some former colleagues. Uh, diplomatic issues uh, regarding the sea, like the, uh, which part of the sea belongs to Gibraltar and which part of, of Spain and uh, like there were different like even treaties and all the treaties and the one side insisted on one and then there were was diplomatic uh, um, well issues and that affected a lot uh, the the border controls and uh, yeah and at the time uh, you you had to queue did you ever have problems passing the border Honestly, I don't think, I think I, I don't ever, I think it really was really like showing your passport and they didn't even look. It was basically it. I, I, I can't remember having any issues. Sometimes I went by bus, if like if it was raining a lot, but usually I, 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 I just walked. I think it would be perfect to, to bike there because it's so easy, but I, I never had a bike, so I just walked, which was rather easy. But uh, guys, uh, guys, uh, let me join the conversation because... I'm, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. having some questions actually because some of the stuff you're talking about, I I, yeah, you, I don't know, and I I think it's it might be interesting for some uh, for some poker players and uh, maybe even just guys who are interested in poker. Is I just actually googled it and it seems like Chris Moneymaker won the WSOP twenty years ago exactly twenty mm. years ago. Oh, so it's two thousand three, and uh, seems like. Like uh, most of uh, most of the poker players um, started playing after he won it as a first amateur, and then obviously uh, most of us started to play in home games and then found the site. I actually also googled uh, free 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 starting money, and I never found poker strategy by Doyle through. I found Doyle through. I got money there. I think I got money on Euro Poker. And I lost it all. I lost it all. You even actually, I remember a funny story is that on party poker, you you got free money as well, but it wasn't through poker strategy. Let, let me tell you the story because it's interesting. I think you might know who 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 offered the money. Basically, you had to sign up 
with a mobile phone number and a friend of mine who played Command Conquer before with me, he told me about it. And we signed up, we got 50 bucks. And then we we were just losing it to each other, basically. <laughs> and uh, he made a new account and he got the money again. And one funny story is that I actually lost the money with a with four of a kind to a straight flush to him. So it, it couldn't be it couldn't be more real. Um, but eventually I got a call. I got a call from some company and they said, well, you created an account. Can you please verify your name? And I don't remember the name I used. I think I, I think it was a workmate. I was working back then in a supermarket part-time. So I made up names and I told them, I think it was, uh, yeah, Mr. Adelberg. And he was like on the phone, mm, no. <laughs> uh, and I think you got 50 euros or even 70. I'm not sure. Back then I was thinking about, you couldn't buy just, just a, just a SIM card. Like you couldn't, you, you had, I was, I was calling, well, not many had a yeah. phone even back then. So it was a bit, nowadays you would just, uh, so I'm wondering, uh, who, which side it was. I, I don't think it was poker strategy, but, uh, that's, that's an interesting, interesting thing I remember, but what I wanted to know. Uh, so, so there is like one question. If you guys know who else offered free money on on party poker, and the other question is, it seems to me that poker strategy was a really serious business. Like when I started working for poker strategy, and because I know so many poker players, it always seemed like what. Any business that poker players run is is like I don't know. It's they run it not so not so professional. But uh, from what I from what I'm hearing here is that poker strategy was very serious, especially if you're claiming things that you had an account which was which was like an affiliate account, and they like I know companies, real companies like my company. My boss would say. Who cares? Just give him a new account. The guy is working now for us. So, and it was, so it was like really serious. Why was it this way? And what, what would you say? Was it like a really, really strict company? Um, or was it like a, it must be a startup at the time. And how many employees were in Gibraltar? I, I, I think it, it felt too professional, but I think Herbert will agree with me if you, if you think back about the time, it was like lots of young people doing what they always did. Like we all played poker, Herbert played poker, Tobias played poker, all the guys, which the management, I think Lutz didn't play, but everybody else was a poker player. So they did what they did in their, in their free time, did that, and, and it was making lots of money. So I think there was something like, and they was spending lots of money because it was more and more money coming in. And I think it was like, they recognized, but it wasn't run so professional. It was I, In the end, I think it was a startup culture, I would say. But what do you um, think, Herbert? I, I, I partly agree and partly disagree because uh, yes, it was a startup culture, totally. Uh, I, I never worked in a, such a young and vibrant and dynamic um, environment. Um, but on the other hand, uh, the, the, like, the way the company was set up was really clever. Uh, and um, actually, when, when I came, 
when I started working, I believe I was content manager, content writer too. Uh, I was not really good at poker. I was good at writing and other stuff. And I believe that was the, the hiring policy a little bit um, at, at poker strategy in, in all areas. It was, it was a business and the owners, they, they, they knew that that is a business. And there were many people who didn't even play poker or didn't know about poker, which was in the other hand, funny because Obviously, the guys who played poker, they were in touch with the, the huge community. And so the, the, the entire community, they thought, like, poker strangers, it's only poker players. Uh, but there, there were cooks and uh, reception ladies and, uh, and all, all the, the, the business backbone. There were designers who didn't know anything at all. There was a marketing department. They didn't know much about poker. But overall, it... It was uh, really well well organized. It was a, a very well well running machine, uh, and very uh, there was a lot of oil in the machine. Uh, and uh, just just if you look at how how quickly poker strategy scaled when I arrived, it was in Gibraltar in February two thousand nine. I was employee number eleven in Gibraltar. Obviously, there was some other. Uh, um, like the developers were, were in Hamburg wow, wow. still because PokerStrategy moved to Gibraltar actually in that time. But in Gibraltar, I was number 11, employee number 11. Uh, I still remember that. And one year later, there were already 140 or 150 uh, people working in Gibraltar. And that, that, that's insane if you think about it because... Uh, I think it was even more like... When when I was leaving, like I think beginning in two thousand eleven to so end of two thousand ten, I was like always like two hundred fifty people, and and they did this the startup thing, which happens all the time, still happens. They 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 were scaling like crazy, working money like crazy, so they they were building up their heads, they were hiring, 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 and then there was some some cut because they had like I think they came up to like two hundred fifty, but I don't remember, but it was around like yeah, this number. Yeah. And then they had to cut one day, like 10 to 20% got cut, like instantly. I think it was after I left. Maybe it was, yeah, I think well, it was when, after. When did you leave? Um, January 2011. Okay, okay. Yes, uh, that was after. A couple months afterwards, yes, yes, I, I guess, believe, right? Uh, it, the, the famous Black Friday, uh, when the FBI closed. Um, yeah, uh, Black Friday. Full tit poker. I believe it was, what was it, March or April? Uh, yeah, it must, must be around, uh, around that. And then obviously with all the poker money frozen, uh, the company had to, to, to react uh, to this, unfortunately. But, yeah. And, and by the way, what's also interesting, which Vladimir mentioned, I think poker strategy was starting with only party poker. Like, like you said, the 50, they started with $5. I already got $50. But then they, they, they scaled a lot, like they added poker stars, fulted all this, what I don't know, what, what was this, B-Win and all the others. So they basically were affiliates of all poker networks. Also like, I don't know, micro gaming and whatever what it was, what it was called. All those, they all had affiliates who could get their money there. It was scaling like crazy. So they were like, it was really, really good job. So you're right there. They were really, really doing a great job there, like doing it fast and access, successful. Okay, okay. Yeah, money was all over the place. I actually remember a story when I was in, in Vegas for two months, two million. Um, another guy who was with me, 
um, giver at a cake poker party. Does anyone, yeah. do you yes. guys remember? I was, cake I was poker? like, I was like one of uh, those grinders who was looking like at the the software was bad, but the player was bad, and I was like, okay, the players are bad. I go there. So I, I know all those micro <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. cake poker and yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it was a cake poker party. It was in in I don't know thirteenth floor, with with a pool, a big pool on the balcony. I've never seen that before. So I was like um, 13th floor, pool outside on a balcony with, with so many women. They, I don't know, they were just invited. There was a boss of cake poker was there as well. And, and the guy who was with me, he was just trying to get him drunk to actually get more <laughs> rag back. I still remember that. He was talking with him and like, oh, yeah, you know, let's, can you give me a better deal? I'm playing so much on the side. And the boss, I don't know, he was just, see, there was so much money back then in the game. I didn't care about rakeback. I didn't even notice when the rakeback came but in. But for you, it's like, um, you, you were like, you were like a high stakes, right? For me, it was like a, a number which was interesting, but yeah. I think the stakes you were playing, I think this rakeback, you can basically ignore it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I should have still got a really good deal, but... I wasn't, I wasn't as professional about it. I was just, like many people are saying, it was just a game for us. We were, some people were very strict and used it. They would leave the game in four years, but I was just playing and enjoying it. But uh, yeah, he was, he was, he wanted a better rake big deal. And I remember uh, having a discussion about a time bank. I think it was a time bank because Full Tilt had the best software. And cake poker was just so bad. And I told him, can't you just implement timing? And he told me, well, that, that's so expensive. It's not undoable, basically. So m many sites, including party poker, people were playing on party because it was so soft, but not because of the software. Um, I, I realized it's it's kind of kind of but, tough but to um, from what implement. I heard, uh, that was not like that. The, the reason I... I heard that story about uh, party poker. Uh, I don't know if it's true. I cannot verify it, but that's what I heard. Many, many people told uh, party poker, hey, your software just sucks. Like it's unplayable. And the, the developed design leader, or how, how uh, his position was called, I don't know. He said, we leave it like this on purpose. Because players don't care, but good players do. So by having a shitty software, like that was their strategy. I don't know if it's a valid strategy or not. Uh, but basically what they were saying is they protect the weaker players and keep them playing and uh, keep the sharks away. Because uh, you couldn't multi-table like you could on other sides on full tilt. So you had to play one, two tables, and that limited a little bit the the options for more professional players that's what i heard i don't know if it's true yeah yeah it would make sense because the only sites that really did what players wanted was full tilt like they would you could you could get your own table uh you could you i remember a story where i think house of life was playing against ivy and he he said that's too low 2k 4k i'm not gonna play that give me a higher team bigger stakes please and ivy ivy called and said okay 5k to 10k whatever we're gonna do it and 
uh, on full tilt, like one funny story of of actually Krantz told me that he's going to be a um, a guest on our podcast. He's, he told me they were transferring money like 750K in just two seconds. They didn't even do a security check. They transferred almost a mil between players. Just, yeah, yeah, it was... Uh, I, I still am trying to think of a business that was around in the past 15 years. That's 50 years. That's similar was, to poker. Was like like everybody was like making like crazy money. By the way, I just just um, I don't know if everybody knows the the two months two million you just mentioned. I think it was basically the first kind of social media was like Krantz. I remember you just mentioned. I don't know. If, I think it was four guys, but I only remember Krantz. They were like being in Vegas, like living in their own house and recorded, I think, was it shown on YouTube or whatever? I don't know, but kind of like... Yeah, they had, they had they had a deal with G4 or whatever. It was Kranz, Ansky, oh, yeah. uh, White Lime, and um, Flawless Victory. And actually, uh, the, the Flawless Victory is Brian Roberts. He back then even said, like what you're Herbert saying is that Party Poker didn't want good players. He said that the, the whole uh, poker education business is way too cheap. A video should cost like 5K for anyone because that's why he never made any video. I think he did maybe maybe when when, when he quit. But um, yeah, they did. It was also funny in Vegas. It was in a house and it was two floors and they had an elevator in a house. Two floors. And I figured, all right, yeah, Americans, they just have the money. Vladimir, you just gave me the, the perfect a transition to to my next topic uh the prices for videos because how did you come to poker strategy who hired you <laughs> yeah uh Clements actually hired me i remember uh it was after two months two million i i started making videos for uses cracked and Clements got to me in touch i think via skype i think we were all using skype, yeah, skype maybe was it was the thing at the time definitely yeah, yeah, and offered me uh, a deal for making videos, and I, yeah, I was very happy actually with that. I I really enjoyed it because I was studying to become a teacher anyway, so it was like a, a pretty good way, and I enjoyed it doing it. Yeah, it was that was a really, really, really good time because back then I think on poker strategy, it was it was a time where poker strategy also got. The, the players improved mm. a lot at, at that time um, because if we think about what the what coaching sites were around Deuces Craig card runners and stuff and they had the best yeah. coaches and then uh, Puka strategy also moved I think they also what they did create like uh, habit management was scaling they scaled perfectly internationally they just started with German and they they got the Russian market. I think they tried China, which didn't work that well, but they did all over Europe and Russia. I think if you're like a, 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 a relatively successful low mid-six grinder in Russia, it's a lot of money. And then the, the tape games got tougher. But by the way, what you mentioned, um, as I was responsible for the, the, the videos and I think, yeah, videos for German and English, and I was always like looking for uh, video producers like... Um, like I mean, like you said, because the the high stakes, really good players said like doesn't make sense because it it's not worth for us. And there was like uh, checking everywhere. Like I think I found you on uh, the two plus two forum. And the the interesting thing is, you wonder what the German guys who wasn't 
active on the poker strategy form. You was like out of the because we learned like the poker stroke strategy focus, uh, focus or cosmos, which like everybody's saying like every German guy is on poker strategy, but you weren't. You were really successful, but you were mostly in the two plus two forum. And you were like like you said like use is correct, and you were um, a guest in the two months two million, which just just to get an idea for everyone who's like not old enough to know, it was like the 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 most popular high stakes players uh, known everybody was like they were like celebrities they were like i think uh, 20 or something they were doing crazy stuff and side bets and you were like invited so you were like part of this high six there so it was like uh really uh, lucky that i i found you on two plus two reached out to you and um got you as an as a video producer which was pretty successful and also entertaining videos which i remember which was really cool it was like tough get some really successful high six player to do videos was um really okay. difficult Clemens, those times. Clemens, would you say Vladimir was an easy hire? Or Insider 19 was an easy hire for you? I, I think, I think, I, I, I don't remember, I, but I think basically went, went pretty smoothly. I think I reached out to 2 plus 2, sent a message. I don't know I, I, if I, you mentioned that you're German. I don't know. Maybe I didn't know. I just reached out to you because I was doing German and English videos. So maybe I didn't even know that you were German. When I think about it, I think you, I didn't even know you were German. And then we, we talked on Skype and then I recognized, oh, you're German as well, which is perfect. Um, I think it was rather easy. I think I, 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 he, Vladimir wanted to do it. I think, of course, we want to do it. I think the videos uh, we just did, like, just to, to, to see if it works, because you can be a great player, but you, your videos can suck, of course, because it's like explaining it. It's different. It's like you can be a super good poker player. But you can't explain it properly. No you comment. No explain comment. your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> but but Vladimir was really good. So I think he, you could learn something. And the video was entertaining. And he was also one who played high stakes. I think he showed also high stakes videos. Some saying like they were doing low stakes, and they didn't show their way of thinking. So because they didn't want to do it. So I think it was uh, like um, not. A, I wouldn't say an easy hire. It was just a great hire. I think one of the the the, the, the greatest I did. I would say. Definitely, definitely. I remember the story a little bit different. The, to draw the bigger outlines, uh, like poker strategy was growing. There were many, many mid-stakes grinders and everyone was was shouting and crying for, we want high-stakes players. And then poker strategy contacted the high-stakes players and were like, okay, uh, what do we want? A half an hour video? Okay, 10K. And and uh, yeah, and you you couldn't do business like that because obviously that's not sustainable if you want like to, to have like a daily daily video content uh, that that uh, was too expensive and it was quite a juggling to finding the the right people, um, even who were able to do it because I remember some candidates who were great poker players but really really couldn't explain at all what they were doing. And also, um, like when, once you uh, did powerpoints, yeah. you remember, like you, they they just should do something. It was yeah. like like a kindergarten kid kid doing a powerpoint. I think you 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 did basically the powerpoint, and you were shocked like seeing it. And I think you had to do it do it all <laughs> over again. It was like um, like really bad. Well, well, for the for the exclusive and high stakes producers, a poker strategy took some extra mile. <laughs> let's uh, let's put it like this. Yeah. In, in, uh, Providing support in 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 video uh, creation yeah. or content creation, and, and, and plus, and, and also yeah. like we had to do a huge quantity. Like just, I think we had to do like two English videos every day, which was meaning like sixty uh, a month, 
and also like I think two to three uh, German videos and they was like also not only no limit they were a big fixed limit community which was like kind of dying not dying but it was not that many players and also Omaha sit and go tournaments so it was really like we had to do a lot of content so basically I think around 150 videos German and English per month which is crazy yeah I think that the, the, the story back then was that high stakes players they opened their own training sites if i think about card runners and everybody who was playing high stakes i think they got a share uh they, they were not getting paid hourly because uh brian townsend and all those guys they just wouldn't make any videos um i remember asking brian townsend about PLO coaching and he said it's just 3k an hour and because otherwise he, he's just gonna go for the Iron Man that he's training for because he, he wants that much money. So if you wanted him to make a video, obviously you would have paid that much. And that was when he didn't play anymore. So when he was playing, he probably was charging 10K or more. So there were like no players who would do videos. Um, and as said, poker players were just lazy. They would just grind. They would... They would be like, oh, well, I have to record. Oh, no, come on, let, let me fire up some tables and just play. And I was actually, uh, there were, there were uh, a thread on 2 plus 2 where you could offer coaching. It was free back then. And I was offering coaching. I was already co I already coached like 100 guys before I got to poker strategy. Um, and I remember I was one of the, of the more active. I just enjoyed doing it. And um, yeah. And for Pukasridge, I remember it was a really strict plan how many videos to deliver because you were releasing like weekly. I think I did um, in German, English, and then they were even translated four tables and stuff like that. Was and yeah, I didn't, I knew about Puka strategy, but I never joined the forum before because yeah, two plus two, it just had all the yeah. wisdom. I was just um, the, the place to be. And even and even Deuces, like you could post on Deuces Cracked and get replies from Kranz what to do in a spot. I mean, that's free right. coaching. Yeah, nowadays, it's maybe it's happening with, with Phil Galfond. I don't know. But yeah, it was a different time back then. Uh, Vladimir, you did you visit ever in Gibraltar? Nope. No, no you never. were never there. So never today like we have Clemens and you have me so because I I I know fairly precisely how the community thought about the people who worked in the poker education department uh, at poker strategy so maybe before we uh, shed light on the this story like how did you see like the, the guys you were interacting with like what was the impression what we were doing all day long when you talked to Clemens or you talked to me planning the the video stuff so what was your impression what we were doing there yeah like I said I'm really I actually yeah I thought you were guys just doing it part-time so it wasn't a full-time job um because back then I just couldn't couldn't imagine that that poker is like real, <laughs> that you're like doing it as a real, uh, I mean, you could play anytime, you could work anytime. Um, and I think I've seen some pictures 
of Poker Strategies office and I was really surprised because I know that uh, Deuces Cracked and all that uh, Cartrunners didn't have an office. Actually, Cartrunners were um, biggest sponsor of the WSOP 2000, I don't know, 11, just before Black Friday. Uh, so we were like very excited and unfortunately Black Friday happened. Um, and they had an office probably, uh, but I couldn't even figure out how party poker was working. I did have it. Did they have an office? It was online, so I figured it's 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 yeah. I think it's it's difficult to understand that poker forums require a lot of work, and uh, it was internet. It was just, I think it was, I think for Habit was the same as for me. If you was a poker player, it was basically like. In the evening, I, I I read two plus two reached out to you, you know, sitting on the couch. And on on uh, on Saturdays and Sundays, I still came to the office. Uh, Tobias was there sometimes too, and I just played. So I, I sat I sat on my desk, and and I cried it, you know. I, I got to the office, I cried it during the, during um, the weekend. Uh, it was basically I, I was like I, I think it was the poker lifestyle, you know. Your friends were playing poker, you were playing poker, you were reading about poker during your job. You were going home, still thinking about poker, like, okay, should I reach out to this one? Oh, this one is cool. I will reach out. Maybe he can work for Poker Australia. It was like, basically, there was no, uh, like you say, like work-life balance. It was basically, for me, it was basically the same. Yeah, it seems like it was a hobby yes. for everybody. It wasn't, I, I would also say it was not a real, like, what I'm doing nowadays, I'm, I'm teaching people how to find a, a satisfying job and I'm telling them that the job it it should be fun and so it's not a job anymore i mean if you are working for volkswagen and you are just doing the same thing over and over again it's really tough but poker strategy and on and and especially poker you are lear learning every day something new so it was really 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 interesting stuff and yeah i, I could just uh, skype to herbert or you clemens and you guys would answer it was um Fairly, yeah, because we were online twenty four seven. And but 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 but, yeah. but Herbert is right. There was some which which didn't play poker. But for example, we were the content department. So it was like Herbert, which was like playing poker, thinking poker. Tobias. Um, there was also Robbie, and there were some other guys who who weren't playing poker. They were staying load stakes, of course, or even the content. They weren't that deep into into um poker, but they still could do their job. But they like uh, some like Robbie, Herbert, Tobias, or all the others. They were like really just poker players just working for pokers because that's what they that's what they, what they want to do and that's what they did but habit is right there are lots of people which didn't have anything to do with poker but they were doing a really good job had um, nice degrees and everything and doing a proper job for account management and stuff and all the other departments so i actually have a question for you guys because i i just realized uh, so we were in a time where you you have a job you get paid and then you're grinding and sometimes you would just make more money grinding than you get paid by poker strategy probably um so how was it like and you have to decide obviously um do you wanna do you want to work today a lot or do you rather want to watch a video and grind some games? No, 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 no. Uh, I, I, I have to intervene. I have to intervene here immediately because it was never like that. We oh, like okay. Because we had sort of like flexible working hours, 
but there, there was a core working hour. I believe it was from nine to five, and you had to be there or from from nine ten to, to three. Six, I don't remember. Or, exactly. No, ten to uh, three or something like this. I would say. Yeah, it was ten to three, and everyone had to be there. And during working hours, we were not allowed to play. Oh, I didn't oh, remember okay, that. Honestly, okay, so I, I didn't play, but I don't know. I yes. was like on the forum, of course, all the time. It's <laughs> part of the job. Uh, that is because, like, I believe even when you started, everything was growing yeah. so fast. There was like it wasn't really controlled. And then the education department, obviously, we created a lot of stuff. So sometimes, like, you ask you, uh, you ask, hey, uh, I need to write a video, or, or I need to to write an article or, or to take screenshots for a guide or record a video and then we could do it. But basically we were not grinding. It was hard work because if you, if you see like the, the content mm -hmm. machine, uh, like we, we had running, we mentioned it before, we mm -hmm. published 150 videos a year and it was like not like this is correct uh, poker strategy was available in english and german but it was available in russian and 16 other languages so every content piece produced every article was translated in in all the other languages uh and you had to obviously coordinate that stuff you had to to push it to the different language communities you you had to agree on stuff you had to serve all the uh the, the membership levels all the time because there was uh, based on the rake uh, the, the the members did there was like bronze. it was bronze. basic bronze silver gold diamond. platinum diamond, black members the famous and diamond uh, the, mm -hmm. yeah but the black members they were just the the vips the overall vips yeah so uh, it was a really interesting approach because what uh, so, so was and yeah don't don't get me started on the russians uh, I'm born in Russia myself, and we have a guest from Russia. But back then, you had a time when you had Russians at your table. You knew it's a good table. And the same thing with Germans. No, actually, Germans, they were always winning players. Like, Germans were, like, you wanted Russians. Um, and then it turned around, Russians were just always winning. And especially Belarus. I think Belarus is the only country who, which doesn't have any losing player, besides Monaco, because Monaco is just a Patrick Antonio's only, <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, but I remember when I was at um, at two at two months two million, we were shooting some some scene, and there was a guy running down the stairs and said, "Hey, Brian, get on your computer. There is a guy sitting wants to play you." So, so basically, you know what I'm saying is that you 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 were always waiting for the good games and you couldn't pass them by because you would just make so much money. And I remember that myself that I had to, I had an exam at the university the next day and I just missed it because I played all night against one guy and uh, couldn't, couldn't do the exam because I, yeah, I said, all that, right, let's skip this one. It's worth the money basically. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, Interesting. So Poker Strategy was a really, really professional company. And, and for me, it was like basically like it was really grinding. If it's like fun and doing it part time, not to 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 earn your money, it was because it can be boring. I think you know, like even if you like big software games, you're a mid stakes grinder. You play lots of tables and just just grinding. And if, if it's something different if you like doing it your, uh, just in your free time, in your spare time. 
but like you know you you have to play you have to make money so it was like great being a student playing poker and once i started for poker working for poker strategy i think i, I it got less and less that i played i was like still investing lots of time in poker but the the time i played got less and less and i think it wasn't that interesting anymore because you i think you lose it sometimes it's also like the high stakes players i think lots of them like stopped playing for years and then they coming back i think also phil Gelf. maybe he wasn't that prominent which is getting more prominent right now back again is doing videos and the blog and stuff i think but i think uh, it, it's, it's tough to do it for a long time and yeah. and as a profession Yeah, yeah. In right. hindsight, at, at least for me, and I believe for Clemens too, it was it was almost a dream. Like we were passionate about poker, uh, and we did like poker mm. all the time. Like okay, we, like at work we released poker articles and, and 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 hired coaches and released videos and translated stuff and talked to the others. And in the free time, we grinded and made a lot of parties. So that was great uh, for you too, Clemens. But why did you decide to leave? To leave poker strategy, what was your motivation? Yeah, um, it was basically, I think Gibraltar is nice and the weather is nice, but it's really small and the people come there just to work. And I had my girlfriend uh, uh, in Hamburg uh, and was like, and I also wondered, I, I just also t told um, Tobias, I, I wanted to go more into the business part. So I wanted to go more on the like, key account manager thing. Which they said no, they want you. We want you as a content manager. So I was like, no, I I, I will be leaving, and I want to go back to Germany because I think the, the 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 people being in Gibraltar are, are not there that long. I was like there around, not close to one and a half years, and then I was like, I want to go back to Germany. Um, so so I quit poker strategy. That was in 2011, yes, January 2011, uh, just before yeah, 12 years ago, a long time. Uh, uh, for, for personal reasons, yeah. I understand. And what was your professional perspective? Uh, did you find another job soon or did you study? What did you do after no, that? No, I, I, by the way, I did it pretty stupid. I, I know others who just said like, okay, they want to do it remotely, which I would have could have done as well, I think, if I just, they just wanted to give me a huge raise, but I was like, no, but I think if I said like, I can do it remotely, I think they would have agreed, but I wanted to have a clear cut, which wasn't smart, uh, mm -hmm. by the way. Um, so I basically left it, got home, got no job. Then there was lots of others, like um, there was a German counterpart which was called Card Coaches. I don't know if everybody remember, anybody remembers, it was um, by this poker player who, German poker player was high stakes player who, who died, I think. Yeah, I remember it. it nice was, guy, was, I met him in, in Vienna. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I met him as well. Yeah, it, that was yeah, uh, Johannes Strassmann, Strassmann. Really yes, nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he had pros, he had many pros, and yeah. the site was really well built. It was a yeah. decent. So, so they invited me to yeah, Vienna. Yeah. I just uh, was there, met Johannes, which was a really cool and nice guy. All the others, they were like three people there. So Johannes was basically giving the money and the other were doing the business. So I said, okay, they didn't do so. I did some content then for work for them on the site. I didn't move there, just work from home, but only for three months, basically. Um, and then um, I, I, I started to get my first job in the real world. I was like, um, nothing, nothing fancy, nothing interesting. Osram, which is like famous for light bulbs. I don't know, I think they do more like, I think basically light. So I started as a data and information manager. I built their 
the intranet kind of it was like my my first step into the real world and then i i been there for a while and then i i i, I would say may i maybe climb up the ladder a little bit so i got into um, the product management role um at um, united internet and this was my this is still what i'm doing i'm still um, working in this product space like as product lead product owner which is known now so basically building um or leading teams which are building uh, websites and apps which I'm doing for quite a while now, like I think 10 years. Okay. Yeah, time is passing yeah, by so quickly. Definitely. And um, we all are missing the <laughs> poker strategy. And, and by the way, I was like, I was like, like I think I was like 28 when once I, or 29 when I got to poker strategy and I was like more of one of the, the older guys, I think. Yeah, but you're a little bit older than me, yeah. but only a couple of years, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was the yeah, granddad. It was the like time. really startup. It was like I was twenty nine. Was like really everybody's um, younger than me, and also like you know the 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 the, the grinders, the, the 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 huge successful players. They were all like uh, five or even ten years younger than me, because like you know, so, so I felt already old there. Yeah, when when I started at poker strategy, I was thirty one. But uh, I felt like a, a dinosaur there uh, because everyone was so young. Like even the more experienced, like even I think the founders, Korn is younger than me. I guess. I think Korn is younger than me. I, I, I think, I think oh, one or two yeah. years. I think he's younger than me. A little bit more successful than me, but and a little bit younger. Uh, so you said you you lost the passion a little bit uh, about poker in general when you, when you left. Did you did you play? Did you did you still play poker mm -hmm. and do you play poker um, now I, I i continue playing i think i like i switched in, in poker strategy like once i still have worked for poker strategy i started like i think you remember i switched to omar because like a little bit sick of nolan but i was like maybe i was like in the end i was like um, a break even player i don't know if it was bad luck to be honest maybe it was just bad play in the end so i w was never that good I, I continued a little bit playing there but once i started um, in getting to the the real job world and then having a girlfriend and then a couple years later having a family and stuff so i basically stopped playing poker in around 10 years ago 2013 or something and never played again but uh, um, like a couple of months ago i i just started was like okay i, I have to try it again and then of course like um like like Latvia mentioned, now there are apps and everything, so you can download. There was no smartphones, of course. You had phones, but the iPhone was like invented in 2008, so nobody had it. I had this phone I remember in Poker Strategy, uh, by the which I bought, which was like a Sony, which you could hear music or which was like I was so proud of it. I I I, I crushed it like once we played um, football at soccer at the beach or football at the beach because the the whole display got scratched and I could throw it away like I used it for like a week. But it was like I could use it. I could use it as an MP3 player, which was awesome. So there were no apps, and then I, um, I, I think it was like, okay, I will try playing poker again. I like, I, I don't know. I think I um, used poker, poker stars because it was easy. There was an, and it's not that easy, by the way, to, to send money to it. It's like a pain. And I was talking about 100 euros. I had to create an, a NetTeller account again. Is it NetTeller? Yeah, I think so. Or NetTeller or someone, some, I don't know, someone else. NetTeller was big at the time and there was someone else. 
Uh, we, we, by the way, we are not affiliated yeah. with that teller. <laughs> right. I think it was Skrill. I think it was yep. Money, Money, Money Bookers. Money Bookers and Netteller. Exactly. Money... I don't know if they still exist, to be honest. But yeah. it was really complicated. Yeah, Skrill, I think Skrill. It was really complicated. Yeah. Didn't, didn't Money, uh, didn't Skrill become yeah, one I of the companies? So. I think Netteller and Skrill yeah. or something yeah. like this. Um, but it was really complicated. So I had to create a new account because my, I think they just deleted it because it was inactive for, I don't know, 10 years. Um, uh, started playing a little bit and it was really hard. I had to pick my passport. I had to create some NetTeller or whatever account, um, sent their 100 um, euros or whatever, played some uh, No Limit 5 or No Limit 10 on the on the app, on the smartphone. It was like, wow, it was okay. I played. And, and the funny thing is like once you start playing, you, you, you sit down in the evening and you want to play for an hour and it's like, you, then you look, watch, at the, and it's like three hours go, have, have passed by. You know, it was like it's it's for me it's too time intensive. I don't want to invest the time, so I basically cashed out again. Because it's like if you want to, you need time to do it, and I don't have the time. I don't want to invest the time. I I I don't want to. So I basically cashed out, and that's it. I still I watch the Phil Gelfand videos, and I still watch some poker views. But I think it's quite interesting. But I'm I'm passively just just watching. Because I think it's interesting also if um, Phil Gelfand explains Hench, which is quite interesting. But um, playing, I'm basically done, I guess. Maybe in 10 years again, next try. Yeah, the story, there is an interesting story behind Netherlands, actually. I think it was Black Friday um, when they closed all the American and Canadian accounts, I think maybe Canadian as well, and Neteller actually even emailed the people about them having the opportunity to cash out. And from what I've heard, they still had like 30k accounts with money left in their accounts. People just didn't cash out. And if you think about that, people had $10, $20, it's, it's over a mil easily. Same thing with Full Tilt. Friend of mine who was just playing for fun um I, I remember he wanted to get coaching and and we did a session and i'm asking why are you raising here and he's like yeah i don't know i'm just doing it let me do it <laughs> and uh he had money on full tilt and full tilt closed and reopened and he never even logged in into his account back then so there is a lot of money lost because of of of, of that stuff that happened and what your claimants are saying is that yeah, nowadays it seems like just to lock in and play some for fun uh, doesn't work anymore. Like you have to invest all your time uh, in because otherwise you're just not going to have fun because you, you're not going to win a single hand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. And by the way, I didn't have, uh, of course, you, you had poker tracker and all that stuff, you know, and I didn't, I I started a couple months ago, I don't have anything, you know, and you're used to it, you know, you see like, this one is like <laughs> ra playing 60% of his hands or whatever, and I didn't know, I have to, I have to really pay close attention, you know, I didn't have any poker tracker or anything, yeah. it was like, you're not used to it, and of course, you like, you if you want to want to play, of course, there are people who just do it in their spare time and want to just play, and they don't care if they lose but if I, I if i play poker i want to do it properly uh, and then you need yeah. like you said you need to invest time yeah yeah time investment and perspective and all that matters of course right um, 
Yeah, I remember that too. Like if you if you were playing without like a HUD or something, mm -hmm. without the, all the database, you felt like mm -hmm. blind, even like you couldn't even click a, a button. But l let's put that apart. Uh, Clemens, like you you had a, a like an interesting professional career. But if you look back now at your time at, at Poker Strategy, how would you say I was young? It was fun. Or uh, a did it bring something for your personal development? Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm curious. I, I, yeah, I think, I, I, I think it was like great. First, like I, I got to a, to a different country, like living abroad, which is like uh, interesting. Of course, it's challenging, but I think it's something worth everybody should do. And then you already know like how much, what do you like about German? Of course, like Germans uh, complain a lot. But once you're living in another country, you like see like <laughs> Germany is not that bad. They have lots of, of course, lots of stuff is bad, but in the end, a lot of great stuff. But and and if you think about it, like the the uh, like the, the responsibilities we had, like we were in, uh, responsible for lots of money. If you're talking about, you know, like the budgets, which we were responsible. This was our job, they Tobias or or Corn or whatever, or for example, you like as as you were my 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 lead later on. Uh, you uh, allowed us to do to invest that like uh, do this we were talking about I don't know in the end it was like a, a six digit budget yearly which we were like uh, responsible for we had lots of like we, we could invest our time what we were thinking um, which makes the most sense so I think this was pretty helpful and what's also like made it clear to me as I'm not a digital native I was like didn't grow up with the internet but this was made clear to me that I always want to work in the internet world and i think this was so i think lots of learnings i had yeah yeah for me that, that counts even more uh because uh, before joining poker strategy i i worked at university basically i was a philosophy a lecturer and and then when i came to gibraltar like it was a different different country, uh, different language, different working environment, and uh, an amount of, of luxury. I mean, we can talk about the office, like the office was beautiful, but we had drinks lunch for, for free. free. Yeah. We had, we had lunch for free. We like, we, like it, it, it was amazing because that didn't exist mm -hmm. back then, basically in the, in the, in the working world. Uh, now it, it, it has become more common, but, um, uh, this was just outstanding in a different world, and I, I always think back. Uh, yeah, it was a real nice time. But so now, now comes the tricky question: like well, we played it soft <laughs> on you <laughs> until this very moment. So, if I would say you have to compress all of your time at Poker Strategy in in one little story. What would you tell That's me? A good question. Honestly, what what I was like like uh, also what what I was thinking about, which I which I really enjoyed. Um, maybe it's not it's not a question, but it's like um, shout out to by the way Kyle who was a designer, which didn't have to do anything with poker. I think you remember Kyle Herbert. Um, yeah, yeah, I uh, which was yeah, yeah. which I remember, which was I like remember. really cool. Which yeah. were like uh, really having so much fun with like. We, we, we wanted to do some more fancy videos and then Kyle created, so I had an idea, idea but they, Kyle was basically doing all this stuff and he created some um, introduction for the videos like with comic designs and everything it was really awesome um, which this this comes to my mind but other than that I think, I think it's like 
uh, meeting um, uh, lots of like-minded people. Um, not all that they were poker, but it make it easier than poker player. But from from a from a from a mind, I think there was the same like learning lots of stuff. And in the end, if you like uh, look at those poker players, I think lots of them um, um, did great um, in other areas as well. And that's because uh, they are just smart. So if you were a successful poker player, you basically had some skills. I think you need patience. You need to be. Um, engaged and of course you need to be intelligent which you need for basically any job so i think this is important and that's why you see like lots of um former successful poker players having huge success not not talking about money but uh, doing great things in other areas of their life which i think so meeting great people but there's not one one story in particular which comes to mind okay oh, fair, fair enough uh another one do, do you feel, or how would you say, did poker or your time in Gibraltar influence or change the way you, you think about life or business or work? Uh, does it still have an effect on you? Uh, did it modify your mindset and change you? Or was it just a nice episode you had um, in your I, life? Or I, I, you I, I, I think I, I, I kind of said that um, in the, the answer before. I think, yes, I think you learn a lot for life as well, because if you're like, engaged if you put your time in if you 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 stay cool like you know like um if you work continue working sometimes working harder as the other people or not harder working smarter and um i think this this will help you not even poker but in, in any area of life so i think and this is kind of poker i think vladimir didn't start playing high stakes he said they like hey i cash in fifty thousand euros and play like um, nl5k or whatever so he just grinded his way up, um, and I think this is something you you that helps you for 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 every area of your life, basically. Yeah, I think it's uh, what what Clemens is saying. I agree with that. I think poker um, actually uh, people underestimate the mindset poker created for them because. I realized, like, I'm in a regular job now, and poker was real. It was a very fun time, but it was a very tough time grinding. Ten tables, four hours, eight hours, ten hours. Uh, a regular job is not like that. Like, you you go take a coffee, you you make a phone call, you are in a meeting where nobody's doing anything. Oftentimes, and um, people complain about stress and i'm like all right you you have no idea what stress is uh but i'm it, not talking about, yeah yeah but of course there are really shitty jobs like like i said if you are just a uh, cleaning a house or scanning products in a supermarket that's that's like grinding like micro stakes um uh, or obviously if you're working um as a doctor with patients over time or as a teacher that's really tough as well but what poker did is you realized if you because you are get you're getting um rewarded very quickly if you work on your game like back then you would watch a video or you would try strategy and you would instantly move up in stakes you would realize wow something is work you can double barrel just you don't know why but it works so you're doing it and you you're learning you realize you can move forward so nowadays in business or in sports you just know you have to work and then you're going to yeah. move on. 
And you also, I think I'm thinking more, more clearly, not as much results oriented. In real business, people are very, very results oriented. Uh, it's unreal how they are. Well, we did something. Oh, it's working today. It's a really, really good investment. That, that's that's something <laughs> so I want like, to mention as well. Like you said, like in poker, like you know, you get your money and being an eighty twenty favorite, and you lose. But it happens. You didn't. You did the right decision. You made everything correct, but you still lose. It happens. And also, like like you said, if you have the chance to do something which you have passion about, just do it. Of course, like if you have a job you're passionate about, maybe not every day. And it's not like I I go to every day but in the end i have a great passion for my job and if you have the chance to do that go for it i think this is the most important thing that you have like you mentioned there are some people who can't can't have don't have that luxury because they have to clean houses or stuff whatever but if you have this this chance uh, uh, go for what what you really like and i think this this will always make it easier for you yeah i also think that poker players understand that if you made the right decisions, the outcome doesn't matter. So you put your money in, favorite, four to one, and that's it. And in real business, most companies or people in general are afraid of making mistakes. So they wait for the 100%. And there are very few companies, actually startup companies, actually Amazon is working this way. So if you have an idea, they obviously they have more money, but they're going to give you the, the to 200 million and you can decide uh, create a product and it can fail it's fine because they have this culture but usually um people are afraid to 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 try stuff out and poker players are we have to like we can't wait uh, I mean, back then you could be a nit and wait for a set and still print money <laughs> but um the, the, the way the games evolved, we evolved as well. And I think it, it um, yeah, it's a big plus overall, I would say, uh, the way we are thinking nowadays. Right. Yeah. T talking about poker, we, we forgot one question. Like, do you, uh, did you ever have uh, a nickname, Clemens? Like a sort of brand or did you use my, random my, nicknames? My nickname all on over poker the strategy was um, uh, CB Funk. It's not a CB. It, in Germany, it was ah, yeah, CB Funk, but the, fun, yeah. the thing was like CB Funk because of the music <laughs> and CB are my initials. That was, I think I had some, uh. but I, I think um, someone mentioned it. It, it. Of course, it's smart to not have the same nickname at each poker room so nobody knows CB Funk is there. Mm -hmm. Like I know him from whatever because that's pretty stupid. You should have some different nicknames. I had, I think it was CB Funk on full tilt as well. And poker party poker, I think you could change your nickname, but I wasn't there that 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 often because I was like like you said, I was playing on this on this poor sides with lots of bad players like Pacific poker and like all this <laughs> stuff where the bad yeah. players were B win or not B win. There was some I don't remember all those small sides which had lots of lots of fishy players, but uh, for poker strategy was CB funk. Okay, and I remember. I forgot. I actually and, and forgot. like I said, I had to re reactivate it once I started working. I think it wasn't that wasn't that my, my real name then? Wasn't it? Didn't we have them? Some there wasn't like Clemens then, and then got. I think yeah, it was Clemens. Like, like I think, and you was Herbert. You had yeah. Hockebein. I remember that. 
and but I yes, think we got yes. renamed then and was like uh, Tobias was hot. I think he was then called Tobias and me wasn't CB Funk anymore, was called Clement. So they were aware of that. And once you like left poker strategy, you got returned to um, CB Funk or Hockebein or whatever. Yeah, yeah, my 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 Nick Hockebein. Uh, we were three, right? Uh, in there as well. Uh, I, I, I actually think, don't I remember so. I, because I, I, I had some, I had some with uh, three on some poker sites where the, the nick already was gone. So I, I chose to put a three for an E and, and an I for one. Uh, but yeah. Uh, do you have any questions no, for I, us? I, 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 re I really enjoy <laughs> it. And I think the, the, the interesting question I have, of course, Herbert, Vladimir, do you still, do you still play poker? Oh, 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 you go yeah, directly. That's the most interesting <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so, who should start, Vladimir? Do you want to start? Should I? If you are play, yeah. Well, I, I think the last time I played is like, yeah, when my, my daughter. I have a daughter now, four years old, and um, she was screaming. I still remember she was screaming a lot in the first couple months, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, I was actually grinding back then still on stars. It was the, the, the worst months of my life, uh, in wise, um, uh, in poker, not the kid, <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I think I was like 40 binds below EV. I've never You're had it before, but it was, no, 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 no. I, uh, that was the last time I played, uh, because they had some promotion. I think stars had some i don't know what they had you could you had to rake like an amount of 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 money and then you would get you would get some some money back and that's what i did part-time but then um i just quit because i'm working full-time and uh yeah you 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 need to i think i think some people uh, it, it either fits your lifestyle or it doesn't and uh for poker poker changed at one point where people were not just posting on two plus two, but were living together. I remember uh, Germans got really good within a year. Like they moved together. Many, many really good Germans moved together, started to study the game very hard. Um, Durr and Raptor did that back then. It's like 15 years ago, probably. Um, and I never did that. And you you have to live poker to to be really 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 good and yeah so it's like three years ago I played last time four years almost well well then it's my part my story is is very similar because when I left Poker Strategy in two thousand eleven um, I became poker professional first but I have two sons to now uh, 11 and seven years old and um, it was just not compatible with uh, with the poker lifestyle you have to live it you need to be free uh, and um, well I quit in 2017 um, and only played once then uh, it was a stupid story I believe I quit and then three months or four months later I said no I, I want to make some quick money so I cashed in I remember I cashed in 50 euros uh, and played low stakes uh, oh. with Omar and I was 
I was broke after after 20 minutes and I thought, no, no, fuck this shit, I never play again. <laughs> it was a stupid idea. And uh, and then I, I never played again. And yeah. the games got tougher, I and think. It's not like you have like... Um, they are, they are yeah, I think they all have like um, like twenty percent or something like there's no no big fish which throwing like seeing like sixty percent of the flops anymore because of course I don't know because I didn't have the hut uh, next, uh, the ones I played but I think it was like really <laughs> like that and lots of no six grinds like we said like from from like other countries which is like they can make a living still grinding no sticks. Yes, I, I believe you could still wow. do money. But um, it's the age, and I felt a little bit burned out of the poker lifestyle because you, you have to be uh, on focus, uh, all the stress, handle the, the bad beats. Uh, and sooner or later, you, well, for me, like I was not that sharp anymore. And I didn't want to put in a, even more work all the time every year. Games became tougher, and I, yeah, I, I just didn't feel it anymore. Yeah, I think what's important is also you you need to think about if you can improve <laughs> and if you can uh, evolve in that business. And many p players uh, made a side, coached. Uh, Galfond is still playing, but he is just doing lots of other stuff as well. And that way it's going to work. Yeah. But uh, just playing full-time... That's not gonna work because you get older. It's it it becomes a bit more stressful, and you have to study besides playing. That's the point. Like, you really need to to work seventy hours a week. Yeah, I mean, you have to play tournaments as well because you need to look for value. Back then, you could just play any game. You were not even table selecting. It was so funny. I was just opening tables and just just mm. playing. You didn't care. Everybody, everybody had weeks, uh, leaks. And uh, nowadays, you people travel for tournaments. Even the best players have a schedule to travel. So yeah, yeah, you have to live that lifestyle. I think bots should be an issue as well. I think they were, but they weren't that good. I think once, yeah, now you can create some pretty re de decent bots, which can make money and which can't be recognized as, as bots. I think this should be an issue as well. Yeah, we might even do an episode on bots because that's, I mean, that's like five years ago where I, where I was playing on apps and there were bots and the bots were mm. winning 40 big blinds per hundred just <laughs> against anyone, <laughs> anyone. And there was a really bad bot. Nowadays, the bots, they're, they're clearly unbeatable. So uh, the bot that was crushing basically was three betting like 60%, was heads up bot, three betting 60%, and then just potting. And then because people are not used to defend against, uh, so, yeah, we're getting into too much strategy here. But No, but that's interesting. Yeah, that's it was, it was a, a simple topic. bot. It was a simple bot, just three betting a lot, and then people are not... not I don't know how to defend against such a big high three betting range, and the bot was crushing. It was unbelievable, uh, and a friend of mine was battling the bot, and he he found some leaks like he would min race the bot uh, on a flop or bet super small and the bot would fold. So so you could make money, but it was tough. It was tough. Everybody else was losing, and. Um, 
I know that there is a, I know a guy who's running a bot farm. Basically, I know a guy who knows a guy. <laughs> and he said he's got, he's got a team of 200 guys in an office and they pass the poker star security check easily. Like you cannot detect it. Um, and they're on every side, every side, everywhere. Yeah, so that's obviously an issue, even for high stakes. Um, there were some teachers, a cheater's caught, who uh, just had a database on the side, who would run the solver in real time. I'm, I'm sure that's easily doable. So what people are doing nowadays is they're playing in, um, in poker rooms, which are private, so everyone who's playing must, yeah, must be recognizable, and that way it's safe. Um, Clemens, you you were the very first it's guest uh, we had. We did. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 it's it's our pleasure and our honor. But uh, what would you? want to hear on on poker stories yeah. in the future are there any topics you want to hear any colleagues we we need yeah. to invite i, I uh, think lots of them i think you mentioned sven which is one of the guys i think he started once i he came a little bit later than us but i think he's still working for poker strategy so it's over 10 years now which is quite interesting also like like the the ones like corn tobias hotte which was like uh, our boss and and everybody else, which was like quite interesting. So lots of guys and also like uh, former players, like I don't know, remember, like lots of guys in, in the poker strategy, like Seattle, Schnippler. There are, there are so many, I think, which is quite interesting. Also like thinking about the past or, or just talking about the past, which is like quite interesting as, as we did. But also what are they doing now? Because quite interesting. Maybe some are still high stakes player because you're, if you're not into the poker scene that deep, of course you know Phil Gelfon, but uh, I think you you don't know them anymore. Maybe they are still grinders, or maybe they are having. I think um, lots of them, Kobe Yard, for example, I think which had a pretty successful company, and there are others as well. What are they doing now? Which is quite interesting. Like, uh, of course, talking about this story in the past is also like really fun, but also like what are they doing now? And there are, there were lots of interesting personalities in this whole poker world and nationally only German one but also of course internationally lots of interesting people so I think you're not running out of content yeah I agree it's a really interesting question to what are people up nowadays to especially because I think poker players are very very smart like the high stakes players I would say they're super smart, super mm -hmm. smart. Like any, uh, I, from what I remember, like like you said, yeah, we were playing poker and then studying on the side and then working on the side and somehow it worked out. Um, many, many people studied really tough stuff and played high stakes and managed to do all that in a young age. Um, so... It's interesting to see where they're going in the future and where people are right now. Because yeah. some of them, I think they're they are like maybe still in their 20s right now or even like early 30s. Because like you said, they were <laughs> set, some, most of them were 18, 17, 19, 20. So they are not... Underage. Yeah, sometimes probably. as well. <laughs> <laughs> 
But they were not playing not. back then. They only course, started playing when not. they were uh, turned yes. 18. Yeah, yeah, but they yeah, started once they were 18, so they are still pretty young. Right, right. Yeah, we're going to have those guys in our podcast. And um, for our listeners, if you want to be, maybe you want to be guest, you can uh, message us. And if you want someone to be in the podcast, let us know. We, wanna, we are um, always interesting in to hear your ideas as well. I believe th this closes a little bit the episode. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit sad that we have to stop already because there are so many questions <laughs> I still have for Clement. But uh, uh, maybe maybe you, you can uh, make your comeback. Uh, of course, or later. If, if you would like to, but later on, I think you have some other guests. But later on, sure. Why not? It was it was fun. I had a blast. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, Clemens, any last no, words? No, I, I just, I just want to thank you, uh, th thank you to to you guys that you invited me because it was all, like I said, it was really fun, like talking about the old times, and also like like uh, the the times we have now, which is like great. And I can really recommend everybody if it was like part of this poker universe to just uh, uh, join uh, Herbert and Vladimir because um, it's fun. Uh, and I wish you the best. And, and of course, I will, I will listen to the next episodes. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Do you do we have subscribers? I, I already yet? have. And with, once I recognize, I, I recognize <laughs> one thing: you can't do it on Google Podcasts, which I usually assign to. So I had to uh, sign up on Spotify to follow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I read. Uh, I tried this to set up, but then I got a weird message that Google Podcasts is shutting ah, down my soon. They're doing oh. YouTube music. Somehow, you're right. They're switching to YouTube music. Uh, and oh, yeah. uh, it, it didn't yeah. accept it. I, yeah, I submitted yeah. it, but I'm still waiting for you the You have to do YouTube music because right. they, they turn it off and they, they do it on YouTube music. I, I forgot. You're right. So sorry for the yeah, You can do cool podcasts, so YouTube music. But yes, I, I already follow you on Spotify. Looking forward to the next episode. Okay, okay. I'll, right. I'll send you the link then on YouTube Music <laughs> to, to sign up <laughs> as well. <laughs> but, do do you already done. know who the yeah. next guest is? Or you don't want to say? We uh, we can say it. It will be Jakub. Do you, do yes, you I think he was like a community manager, right? He yeah. was Polish community and he manager. Was he has a bold a really, head, right? really fun guy. Uh, we we don't we don't look at, at it serious <laughs> so much. <laughs> he wasn't false back okay. then. Uh, how how like age uh, like the years treated him? I do not know exactly, but we will find okay. out soon. Uh, we will uh, record with him soon, and I'm really looking forward uh, to many of his stories because he's uh, well. He's an amazing storyteller and just he's oh, nice. just fun. And so I'm really looking forward to this one as well. Right, we uh, have we have a, we have a, a guy uh, who is still playing, who's playing high stakes, super high stakes. We have we have a guy who used to play high stakes. And uh, yeah, it's it's actually I just thought about a, a document documentary about poker strategy as well, like why is there no movie on on Arte, the yeah. German television yet? Because it seems like uh, you often see stuff about Amazon and Google, and yeah, I mean, uh, poker strategy is 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 so unique. Like like honestly, the, the whole poker business, uh, everybody gets so excited when they hear about poker stuff because 
yeah it, it's it's still special i feel like yeah. uh so yeah we're gonna see maybe we're gonna we're gonna be on tv at one day so the whole uh, there like you said there were 250 employees at one point so probably over 1000 people worked for poker strategy in a lifetime oh, right? yeah i think I, I for example i was doing the freelance freelancing with like i don't know like 100 people German, doing German English wow. videos, maybe 150. So yeah, lots. Then they, most of them were freelancers. So yeah, there were a lot of people so in we, the so universe. We, 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 yeah, we just gonna book the the Red Skulls in Berlin. Book a yeah. black member party, <laughs> whole, like a black member party. Yeah, yeah, but the whole hotel, the whole hotel. <laughs> yeah, we can. That would be. That would be. So like, yeah, I think Corn can do it. Yeah, I think he can. And uh, yeah, yeah, that would be crazy. That would. Be, wow. That's a good idea, actually. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll keep that in mind for <laughs> yeah. the future. For the one year anniversary, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something, something, something like that. Actually, that's a fun idea. Right. Okay, guys, it was a fun time. Thank you very much. It was really fun. Uh, thank you very much, Clemens. Thank you, guys. Uh, and Vladimir, uh, and uh, I'm I'm closely watching if you. Stay subscribed for the future episodes. Uh, 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 unsubscribe when you you heard your your episode. Uh, okay, uh, that was it. It was really fun. And uh, Clemens, Herbert, and Vladimir are signing off now. Have a uh, great time, guys. guys. See you next bye time. Bye bye.